Hi, welcome to the Vine Life Church Podcast. We're in Boulder, Colorado, and we're following Jesus by staying rooted in His presence, growing in His family, and living on His mission so that hearts are awakened with His awe-inspiring love. In this time of social distancing, we're not currently gathering in person, but we invite you to stream the video from our weekend services online. And if we can help you in any way, reach out to us at vinelife.com. For now, here's a short sermon from last week in Divine Life. Again, thanks for joining us. I want to jump into this series that we've been in because this is really good. Where We've been in this series called King for All, uh, which has uh, been a study in the Gospel of Luke. And uh, in, in this particular series, uh, we are studying how Jesus came. And the, the author, Luke, when he was writing his gospel, there were several themes he was, he was really digging into. Uh, one, one of the primary themes was that Jesus came as a king, but he came to show us a different kind of kingdom. And so the way that Luke wrote his gospel, he was demonstrating um, uh, the properties of this kingdom, the upside down ways of the kingdom of God. Who was this kingdom for? And if you've been with us, if you've been following along the last couple of weeks, it's been a really cool study. Um, and uh, and like Didi said, we've um, uh, we've we've been in this Bible reading plan. You can still um, join along if you have if you're if you're new to this. You know, if, if you're new here today. Or if you haven't been tracking with us, I just want to encourage you. You can jump in anytime at vinelife.com slash Bible. It has the whole like daily reading list. A lot of us are going through the New Testament together. Some of us are actually doing the whole Bible. But at the very least, we're just inviting everybody to jump into the New Testament. We're preaching from that week after week. And so, again, um, uh, the series King for All, there's several things that we've learned so far. Um, we've learned that Luke is he's writing to um, the church. Uh, he's writing to the believer, specifically to a man named Theophilus, um, so that he can be certain of everything um, that, the, that he had been taught. And there, he's writing to all believers uh, as well, that, that there might be certainty in our hearts regarding what we've been told, what we've been taught about Jesus. And so he documents the whole, uh, this whole biography of Jesus. Now, last week in particular, last week in particular, uh, we looked at how Jesus, as he was prepared for ministry, he came out of the desert and uh, he, he went to go essentially make an announcement of what he'd come to do in Luke chapter four and pulling from the prophet Isaiah, he, he declared, um, uh, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Um, and he, he started naming the properties of what he was here for, his because, right? That's what we talked about last week, that Jesus had a because from the Father. And it, it was full of intentionality, and it was had specific people in mind that he came to, to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the prisoners free, amen, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And, uh, and then the next several chapters, if you've been following along in, in Luke, the next several chapters, chapters 5, 6, 7, 8, basically what we see is Jesus actually going 
to do exactly what he said he was there to do. You guys get, hey, if you guys could mute yourself, that would be awesome. Make sure you're muted. Thank you. Here we go. Um, and in Luke chapter 6, 7, 8, we see that he comes to do exactly what he said he came to do. Um, he starts to heal the sick. He starts to raise up um, the dead. He starts to cast out demons. He basically goes to set people free. He's going to uh, proclaim healing and life and liberty uh, to those who are marginalized, to those who are poor, not just poor financially, but poor um, holistically. There's a, there's a certain poverty that um, it's more than just a, a, a financial poverty. It's a, it's a poverty of spirit. It's a poverty of soul. And so that's what he comes to do. And as, as we're going to continue today, we're going to actually look at Luke chapter 10 uh, together because Jesus makes an announcement about his because, and he starts to unfold that through the demonstrating his authority to heal the sick, open blind eyes, raise the dead, all of, all of the things he said he came to do. But the way his kingship was unfolding, it wasn't enough for Jesus to just do it himself. His ultimate intention was to draw the to draw men and women to himself and to begin to impart to them this this kingly rule and authority and send them out in his name to do the same because that's what we have to understand when when the kingdom of god comes everybody is empowered everybody is empowered when god comes into our life it's not just good for us when, when the power of God moves through our lives, it actually is good news for everybody around us. And how many of you know uh, that as we uh, respond to God, as God's life flourishes in us, um, it should mean uh, blessing and favor and life and empowerment for the people in our lives as well. Uh, and so this is what we see in Luke chapter 9. First, he, he, he calls his 12 disciples to himself and he sends them out on their first mission um, at the beginning of Luke chap chapter nine, and he tells him to go proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And, uh, and then he, he starts training them as they go. But then he does the same thing in, in uh, Luke chapter 10. This is where I want to dig into. I'm going to read together before we go into our breakout rooms here in just a second. Okay. So um, give me one second. I'm going to actually put the scripture on the screen. We'll read this together. This is Luke chapter 10. This is when he sends out the 72. We'll just read this together. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, plentiful but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. 
uh, whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you, uh, whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Now, there is a lot in this particular uh, lot in this particular passage. He sends out his 72, but there's a few things to highlight. Not only does he send them out to go heal the sick, one of the, you know, one of the features is that he sends out his disciples in chapter nine, sends them out again as he teaches them to go depend on um, the people that they're going to. Uh, to be in need of the people uh, they're going to. Sometimes when we feel like we're going out to minister to be a blessing to the world, we feel like it's our responsibility to be the the all-in-one package. Like, I don't want to need anything from anybody. I never want to be dependent uh, on anybody. I, I don't want to be vulnerable at all. But that's not what Jesus says. Uh, what Jesus says is, I go and, and, and pay attention to who receives you. And be to you know, let them take care of you, let them feed you, let them welcome you in, and pay attention to the level of peace, right? And that's the other thing that's really interesting. He, Jesus, tells him to go and pay attention to levels of peace. And if you find peace, you extend peace. And this is a really important principle for us that as we go, as 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 even us in our discipleship, as we are responding to the places God is sending us, that we're going in peace we're going in the peace of god um to extend peace and how many of you guys know that we're in a time where god needs to send out laborers into the harvest with a message of peace right now to extend the peace of god uh wherever we go and uh you know and there's going to be times where there's not peace as well we have to pay attention to those times where there's not peace and so we can let the the spirit guide us on, on where there's going to be favor or not but before we get too far into this, um, I, I want to go into breakout rooms uh, together. And I'm going to, what's going to happen is I'm going to press a button here in a second, and you're going to be warped into a smaller room with probably about three or four others. Uh, I want you to, first of all, introduce yourself if you don't know each other, introduce yourself where you're from. If you can turn on your video, awesome. Um, but th- really, th- there's two questions uh, uh, I want you to uh, discuss together. One is this, um, imagine you were a disciple sent out by Jesus and you were told to go extend ministry in his name. Um, think about the first time you've ever prayed in Jesus' name. What was the first time you ever prayed in the name of Jesus and you saw something happen? Uh, when was the first time you, you actually saw like, oh my gosh, this actually works. When, you, when you, you prayed in the name of Jesus, maybe you prayed for healing for somebody, you prayed for salvation. Or, or you prayed and you got a scripture or a word for somebody. When was the first time uh, that you remember happening? If you've ever had that experience, what was that like? The first time you believed that, oh my gosh, I can pray in Jesus' name and it actually has an effect. Um, and then second question is, how did that make you feel? And how, how did that make, how do you think that made God feel when that faith rose in your heart? So again, as we go into breakout rooms, introduce yourself and answer the question. When was the first time you prayed in Jesus' name? And something happened. And then how did that make you feel? Um, back, you see my cat just totally conked out over there. On the back. 
<laughs> he's loving. Oh, he's, loving he's loving my sermon so far. <laughs> See, you wouldn't get this on a normal Sunday morning. That's 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 the genius of this. Um, even when we pre-record a service, you don't get cats sleeping in the back. So <laughs> it's just part of the bonus, guys. Um, hey, if you're coming back in, if you don't mind just muting yourself as you're coming back in. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. We'll just wait for everybody else to come back in. <clears throat> yeah, again, as you're coming back in, feel, uh, please just mute yourself coming back in. Um, that'll be helpful. That'll be helpful for us. That's good. Well, hopefully, hopefully, guys, uh, hopefully that was a fun little time of connection. I'm guessing you uh, interact with people that you met for the first time. I uh, appreciate you going with the flow there. Um, and again, what we're, you know, I hope you had a time to dig into the questions, um, you know, about, you know, when was the first time you remember the you know, the power of God or just being able to pr pray it in Jesus name and something actually happened, something actually worked. And what did that do for your heart? What did that do faith in your heart? And, uh, and this is what I want to look at now because Jesus sends out, he sent out his 72 and, uh, and he's training them to go out and do, do the work of ministry, right. To, to go, uh, pray in his name. And I want to look at what happens when they come back. This is really important for us. Uh, when they come back from this little ministry trip, they're surprised. They're a little shocked. And uh, here's, here's what it says um, in the next passage. We're going to skip down a little bit from where we're at. Verse 17 says, The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Just, just imagine what that would have been like for them to realize, oh my gosh, we went out, we actually, we prayed and even the demons listened to us. And he said to them, I, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. The spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Um, this is a, it's a very layered passage here. This response of Jesus is, is uh, it's a little en uh, enigmatic as, at the same time. When, when Jesus responded to them, you know, they come back, they're excited, they're enthusiastic that we actually went out. And just like you said, Jesus, we went out and prayed in your name. We actually saw things happen. And isn't it amazing that Jesus responds like this? He looks back at them and says, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. It's kind of an interesting phrase. It's an interesting thought. What's actually going on here? This is actually, I, I think, really important. This is a word for us today. So he sends out his 72. And as they're coming back with the report of what happened, he, he opens up into, you know, what what most believe to be like a prophetic vision. We don't know if it happened as they bring this report. We don't know if it happened while, uh, while they were out on their ministry trip. Uh, but this whole uh, 
this whole phrase, I saw Satan fall. It's actually in the Greek. It's a, it's a, uh, a progressive. It's like a, um, the verb is I saw him falling. Like he was, he was falling. And so I was seeing this happen. I was, I see Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Okay. So what's actually going on here? Well, there's a couple things to, to keep in mind. First of all, the whole idea of Satan falling from heaven, this, this actually happens a couple times in scripture. So what is Jesus referring to when he says, I see Satan falling like lightning? Well, you know, some could say he's referring to the first fall, right? So uh, like I, Isaiah 14, uh, the prophet Isaiah gets at this. He says, uh, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. And so there's one thing we know in the garden when, 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 when the enemy, when Lucifer uh, in his pride, when he turned against the father in heaven, um, uh, there was a falling that happened in the beginning where, where Satan and, and a third of the angels were cast down out of the presence of God. Okay, so that's one thing that we could be talking about. But Satan actually falls another time. There's two different times that he falls to the earth. Um, the second time is in Revelations 12. And I want to read this because this is really important as well. And I believe this is what Jesus is referring to. And a lot of scholars do believe this too. In Revelations 12, there's another falling. Starting in verse 9. It says, And the great dragon was thrown down. Let me just, I'll stop my, my screen share in a second. I'll just read this to you. This is so good. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they loved not their lives, even unto death. All right. This is so good. You guys got to catch this. Jesus sends out his 72. And this is kind of a first training exercise. He's already done his 12. He sends out the 72. And it was as they came back and his faith rose in their heart. And they said, oh, my God, Jesus, your name actually has an effect. When I pray in your name, the demons listen. When I pray in your name, the sick are being healed. When we pray in your name, we're actually seeing something happen. And all at once, it's MS Jesus. He, he catches a vision and said, ah, see, this is it. I see Satan falling like lightning. This is, this is how it's all going to end. And it's, it's upon his disciples actually taking steps into what he created them for, rising up in authority, learning to pray in the name of Jesus, believing and catching for the first time this excitement of like, oh my gosh, this, this, this isn't just a pipe dream. This isn't just a good idea. This isn't just an inspirational way to live. Uh, my life can actually have an effect. And Jesus, Jesus says, this is exactly how the dismantling of the kingdom of darkness happens. It's, it's upon 
my sons and daughters, if they go out in my name, this is how it's all going to happen. There's going to come a day where the Satan, the one who has been plaguing the earth since the garden, he is going to fall and it's going to continue to fall as my sons and daughters, as the ones who are after me, begin to believe in my name, trusting in what I've given them. And it's going to happen. Guys, that's such good news. This is huge. This is massive for us because I, I believe this is exactly how he feels about us when we go out and we do things in the name of Jesus. I remember the first time for me, my story, the first time I actually saw something happen. This is a, my first memory of something. It's when I went to Guatemala for the first time on a missions trip. And I remember how, like being thrown into the gauntlet. I had to preach for the first time. And uh, I wasn't really prepared. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but my youth pastor said, you're up and you're going to share your testimony. And you're going to preach and then you're going to invite people to give their hearts to the Lord. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, first of all, I'm a church kid. I have very little testimony, you know, like, like I've, I, I lied a few times as a kid that, I mean, I like, I had not, I didn't feel like my testimony was good enough because I hadn't like strayed far enough from God. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. So I went up and I just gave it my best, right? I'm just going to give this my best shot. I went up in this little church uh, in Guatemala and I just poured out my heart. And who knows if it was coherent? Who knows if it made sense? Um, I just know that like my heart was like just jumping out of my chest. And somehow, somewhat, I just wanted, you know, I wanted Jesus to be glorified. And so I, I shared a little bit of my story. And then, you know, then there was a, you know, we just, hey, if, if you'd like to give your heart to Jesus today, raise your hand. And in my utter shock, across this this little room, <laughs> there's men and women in Mexico who start raising their hand up like, yes, based on what I've heard, based on what I'm experiencing, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I remember just like, I, I, I was dumbfounded. I was shocked. I was floored because like, oh my, Jesus, you're actually moving out. You're actually having an effect through my life. And looking back on that story and then looking at the passage I, I, I just read, I'm just, I just can imagine even Jesus looking down at me at that particular point in time and saying, see, there it is, son. And that's how Satan is going to fall like lightning every time you get up in my name. And you let faith rise in your heart, whether it makes sense, whether you feel like it's beyond you whether you feel like you're equipped for it, whether you feel like you're competent enough, whether you feel like you know enough, whether you feel, you know, even, even if you feel like you failed too many times before or you've screwed things up before, I'm telling you, when you get up and there's faith in my heart, this is, this is why Satan, this is exactly why Satan is going to fall. The accuser of the brethren is going to fall in the name of Jesus. Come on, guys. And this is... This is why when we move out in the name of Jesus, when we pray in the name of Jesus, when we agree together in the name of Jesus and let faith rise in our hearts, Jesus is prophesying. This is the enemy looks like he's got a grip. There's darkness across the earth. There's darkness in the lives of the people around you. But I'm telling you, as we move out in the name of Jesus, 
the works of darkness will be dismantled. They will come crashing down. I hope that moves you today. Um, that's moving me. I'm hoping that for you, I hope that you receive that today. This is how the kingdom of God extends. And this is why in the next passage, Jesus starts rejoicing before the father. Take a look at this. Um, I'll share this in this next passage, verse 21. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. And so Jesus starts rejoicing before the Father and said, see, they got it. They, they're getting it. They're getting it. They're seeing that this actually is working. And it's not because they're wise enough or understanding enough. It's because they're moving out with the faith of children. May it be so with us, friends. May the Father rejoice, not just in our earthly wisdom, but because we are willing to say we are born for such a time as this. We will walk in the authority and the power. Christ has given us, we will pray in his name and we will see Satan come crashing down. Amen. So here's what we'll do. Here's what I want to do. I know that um, if you've hung this far, I'm just going to encourage you 10 more minutes. Okay. Just hang in here. This is where it's going to get good um, because we are going to break into groups again. We're going to pray. Here's what we're praying for. We're praying for our nation. So don't check out because we need your prayers. We need your prayers. We need saints to pray in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray for our nation together. This is a massive week. Uh, like Didi mentioned earlier, we're going to be fasting and praying over the next few days. I just want to encourage you to be a part of that. And again, if you go to vinelife.com slash connect, there's a prayer guide that has prayer points that we want to direct you to over the next few days. We're going to take the next few minutes though. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus. We're going to agree with each other. And we're going to trust as we pray together um, that, that God will intervene, that he will come and he will have favor upon us and, and upon our nation. There's a lot of things to pray for, but this is a big week with the hostility, the volatility, um, the violence that, uh, you know, that is possible in our nation. We want to pray for the peace and the reign of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And listen, if this is not something you like doing, praying in front of others, um, I just want to encourage you, take a step of faith today. Trust that God has given you a voice. He has given you something to stand on today. And he is proud of you. He is rejoicing in the Father every time you step out in boldness to pray. So I'm going to open up the breakout rooms again just for the next several minutes. If you guys run out of things to pray, um, feel free to pray for each other as well or submit prayer requests to each other. But let's pray for our leaders um, this next week. Let's pray for um, our cities. Let's pray for the environment over our cities and our nation, for the peace of God to reign and for the wisdom of God to be with, with us and around us, for his presence to wrap around us, for him to expose the works of darkness and, and for him to dismantle any violence that is coming our way. So.